Welcome to Double Vision, a reality recap podcast with Jules and Keens. Let's get into it. Hi, Keen. Hi, Jules. How are you? I'm doing so good. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. I'm pumped. I drank a guiaki earlier today. That's yerba mate for the layman. And it makes me so energetic for so long. I'm going to be staying up really late tonight. And I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I don't know that I've had the opportunity to try this drink, but I love it. We should get sponsored by them. Oh my gosh. Miyaki, hit us up. Yes. <laughs> I'm probably saying it wrong. So they'll have to pronounce, they'll have to correct my pronunciation. If they want us to pronounce it correctly, they need to pay us. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Fair enough. So we're, I'm so excited. We're about to jump into uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta season five, episode six. Hold on to your weave. Yeah, so we know we're going on a wild ride, right? Oh man, speaking of wild, so the episode starts with uh, sort of a recap at the top of the episode with Kim, who last week we discover that the ladies have planned a trip to Anguilla and Kim has said, oh no, I'm not going to be able to make yeah, it. Yeah, Kim gave this week to production as the only week she could do it. Everybody arranged for it. Then when it finally got scheduled, she revealed that she did not want to get on a flight out of the country because her due date has been pushed up by like six weeks or something. And she's just going to go on a vacation with Croy that week instead. Right. And so I will say that it seems that at some point Kim screams or not. or well, I shouldn't say screams because I actually don't remember if she screamed it or she just that's how Kim speaks. But she claims that she, quote, never confirmed those dates. And I think that that is actually what set Nini off about lying in her face because she's like, no, you did confirm those dates. We planned this entire vacation around that, you lying asshole. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, ultimately, they're working with production on this. Like, I don't think production got it wrong. Come on, Kim. So Kim storms out of brunch, mm -hmm. and um, she goes outside where Croy is waiting in the car because he just drives her places, which makes it clear to me that she's not planning on staying for very long. She's like, wait in the car while I go in and film for 15 minutes. So annoying. But... Are we surprised? It's Kim. The only thing that surprised me is that, like you, this you're truly getting paid for this, and that you take it like you're getting hundreds of thousands of dollars for a season, and you treat it like you could care less. And it's like this is a lot of money. Like if that was my job and I got paid that much for it, I'd be there early every day. Like <laughs> never ever fire me from this job, right? Yeah, I mean, but Kim doesn't necessarily for me strike me as somebody who is not ungrateful mm -hmm. so i can't say that i'm surprised by this reaction when things don't go exactly the way that she wants it to go that she's not completely controlling the narrative then she doesn't want anything to do with it yeah absolutely so she goes out and she's getting in the car and the camera's kind of like following her as she opens the car door and she turns around and pushes the camera away then Croy gets out and starts like kind of charging at the camera people and is like, get these cameras out of here. It's like, you guys are worried about being filmed right now? Like you went to a shoot and then you stormed out. Like what did you think was going to happen? I, yeah, I don't know. The crew is like, don't touch the cameras. And it's like, yeah, got to protect your cameras. Yeah. Eventually, though, she drives away. 
right? And the other ladies are sitting around the table talking about how pregnant Kim actually is, and like <laughs> different levels of pregnancy. And of course, we have Phaedra saying, well, I mean, don't ask me now. <laughs> I love when there's a slight callback and also when somebody can make fun of themselves a little bit. Yeah. And the last thing we hear from Kim in her confessional is she's like, I've had it. I don't need this drama. And these bitches are not my friends. Yeah. She also says that I have my best friend at home talking about oh that's right right which i thought was kind of sweet even though it's just funny to me she's like i don't need all this drama as if like anyone else is creating this drama it was so stupid (laughs) yeah the consensus among the ladies is that like kim doesn't want to hang out with them and they don't care yeah um and then um I wrote down, I, I noted that Nini, while they're at the table, makes a joke about finding a balance between things. And so she then starts talking about how she's going to start an album, how she's going to law school, and <laughs> she's going to record a new song about excuses. And I thought that it was just a really sweet way to sort of lighten the mood a little bit. I, don't mm-hmm. know, I love Nini. I miss her on my screen so much. Oh, yeah, she kind of like com- is complimenting the ladies on all the stuff they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, queen. Right. So then they kind of turn to Kenya and ask Kenya about Walter. And Kenya says she's ready to settle down because her career is doing so well in Hollywood. She doesn't have to audition much. Her production company is doing well. And the faces Nini pulls during this. (laughs) I wish I could convey them in this audio medium. They're so good. Oh, man. I mean, Nini's the queen of all the things but yes i feel like the reaction shots alone are top tier yeah like basically you know i think ken has kind of come up with a narrative and nini will not have it she's like no narratives here please (laughs) what's true and what's not so speaking of truth i did a little research i looked up kenya's imdb Ooh. So I looked at her acting credits to be like, is this really an actress who no longer has to audition? The way that, like, probably Emma Stone no longer has to audition. (laughs) She, so this is filmed in 2011, I believe. In 2010, she produced and starred in The Confidant. Um, And... Other than that, she has bit parts. She has another bit part in Haitian Nights in 2010. Then she has, like, guest appearance on sitcoms, like, maybe one a year. She's a guest for one episode. And I'm assuming this is, like, a beautiful girl dating someone on the show, right? So it kind of goes back like that through the 2000s. Like, she has little bit parts here and there. And I was like, oh, look, she produced The Confidant. And... That was also More Vision Media. So that's her company, More Vision Media. So I looked them up on IMDb. How many credits do you think they have? Since, like, to date? As of 2010, how many movies do you think that Kenya Moore's production company had produced? Well, she was talking about getting off the ground, like, maybe 10? One. <laughs> The Confidant in 2010 is the only thing More Vision Media has any credits for on IMDb to this day. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, my gosh. 
Well, somebody should tell Kenya that maybe her production company is not getting off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like to act like, oh, yeah, well, now that I've established my company, it's basically running itself. I don't have to audition. I mean, like, look, Kenya is earning her place on this show. Yeah. For sure. She's a great housewife, lover, hater. I mean, I'm happy she has this job, but like to protect like the, the the pretenses of I have such a successful production company and now I'm moving to Atlanta because I'm so in love with Walter and I want to settle down. It's all nonsense. And I love that Nini immediately knows this and won't let her have it. Oh, yeah. And I feel like I mean, that's the thing. And that's part of, I think, why Atlanta has continued to give us something not all the things every season, but has continued to give us something is because Southern women can pick up on a lie so quick because the the thing that you're not going to do, especially when it comes to women from the South, women from Atlanta, is try and make it out as if they're dumb or that they don't realize what's going on. They're like, no, I'm smarter than that, right? They're, yeah. So I, I'm not surprised, but I, I love that Nini will hurry. So I feel like other women might just like let it be like, all right, she's living in like a state of delusion, whatever. Because I do feel like some of the women let it slide with the Phaedra's like pregnancy storyline where they're like, oh, OK, like they didn't really believe her, but they didn't press it that hard, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think that's true. I will say Nini was also central to that, as was Kim. But it was also sort of funny because what we know about Phaedra is she will never admit to it. Right. So sitting in their face, like keep in mind, Phaedra tried to convince all these women that she had a C-section at six months for her baby like yeah because it was just ready yeah oh yeah we got to get this baby up out of here like no 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 that is that is a fully formed actual able to function baby that isn't that just it's not how it goes i mean granted i don't know i'm no okay no right. one is rushing yeah, a baby yeah. out of the womb like please let's get rid of it yeah yeah no uh anyways so back to the ladies we have a cute little segment with candy talking to mama joyce about uh todd and the anguilla trip um and confirming that kim won't be there yeah um and uh they basically say like oh yeah we're probably never gonna see kim again <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny in this scene mama joyce kind of said she likes todd yeah it's like okay Okay. Not to a good start. Right? I mean, that's not something that you often ever hear from Mama Joyce. Yeah, and she's, she's not, always not liking who Candy's dating. She's just generally not supportive of, like, Candy's <laughs> romantic relationship. So, whatever. Um. So, Cynthia and Peter think they're going on a double date <laughs> with Portia and Cordell, but then only Portia comes. <laughs> Peter's very disappointed. And Portia orders Sprite to drink, which I thought was so adorable. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. I Sprite. I think that I was more focused on the fact that Peter was talking about, which is similar to what we talked about last week, about how um, famous Cordell Stewart is. Um, his nickname was Slash because he, as we mentioned, I think he was uh, a black quarterback, which is just like sort of rare in yeah. the NFL. And so everybody knew 
everybody who watched football knew who he was was like super excited and so there's this like cute moment where it's just Cynthia and Peter and Peter is just like talking about how excited he is to meet Cordell Stewart he's like oh my goodness I'm going to meet Slash this is so amazing he's great he's so amazing I can't wait to meet him and then Portia shows up and it was like wah wah <laughs> poor Peter right so Peter says he wants to meet Cordell and Portia, Portia suggests that they play golf together mm-hmm. maybe next week. But that's when the Anguilla trip is happening. No. no. So it can't be next week. Oh, man. And so I, I can't remember if it was before or after this, but eventually Portia asked, like, oh, who all's coming to that trip? That sounds nice. And that's when Cynthia mentions, well, Kenya invited herself. And then... Peter extends an invitation to Portia with, we get the impression of the promise that he'll actually get to meet Cordell. Yeah, it's so funny. I love that Peter will get involved in these things. (laughs) Peter always gets involved. He's very involved. And for a house husband, he's like really clocking a lot of the dynamics Mm that like, you know, that can be a good thing or not so good thing. But in this case, I'm enjoying it. Right. And so um, who says any enemy of Kenya is a friend of mine? That sounds like Cynthia. (laughs) Uh, I just wrote down the quote and I'm like, (laughs) love it. So in the next scene, we're like at the airport. We're we're departing for Anguilla. I can't believe we went from the planning brunch to already the airport. It's so funny. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. (laughs) TV magic. Candy shows up without Todd. She says he can't go, but then he surprises her and he can go. Oh, it's so sweet. We also see Peter and Cordell actually meet and you see how excited Peter is. And he calls him a star and Cordell seems to love every second of it. Yes. Um, Kenya arrives and says hi to everybody and pretends not to see Portia which is her signature move. Right. And Portia confirms that because she's a lady, she can definitely coexist and that it's not going to be a problem to deal with Kenya on this trip. Yeah. So I just want to point out, have we talked about how Kenya ignores people and that like her whole trauma is being ignored by her mom? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we've actually gotten into it, but you're right. Like it is because... Not acknowledging someone, it would drive me crazy because I know that you know that I'm here. <laughs> I know you can hear me. And what you're, I would, I would honestly, I would be so reactive if I was also in that situation. Yeah. I just find it interesting that that's like what her, like her, the, what she immediately does to people when, when she's mad at them. Mm hmm. I don't know. It's it's deep. It's right? very deep. I hope. I mean, I'm curious if she's spoken to a therapist about that because you're right. I mean, and they say right. I mean, we all know that I'm not a licensed therapist in any way, shape, or form. But like, I feel like I've heard that oftentimes, like the traumatic things in our lives even though we'll try not to reinforce those things as adults, that it's what we're most likely to do because it's what we've learned. Like we know the impact of it. And so it's, it seems like it's probably a little more pathological than we've discussed, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So just, yeah, started bringing on the mood, but just something to note. It's just Kenya's, 
actions and reactions are very interesting. Yeah. On the plane, Kenya whispers to the camera that she wants Walter to propose on this trip. Yeah. Which, girl, like, <laughs> what is happening? He's given no indication that he's planning anything special or even considers this to be like a special experience. Right. I mean, I will say that up to this point, I didn't even really get the sense that he liked her. But oh, he's always sort of like just putting up with her. Right. And every time she mentions commitment, he's like, maybe, you know, oh, I don't know. We're a long way away from that. <laughs> so, right. She's honestly... She's she's playing the role of her life at this yeah to convince us that they are in a relationship and in love and, and going about to get married any second any minute now right any day now it could happen at any moment yeah okay <laughs> um they have to take a boat to their island so they all get on the boat and Kenya drives and she's making a big show of like whoa faster faster and she drives the boat so fast Cynthia's dress basically like blows off. It's these were this like flowy thing, right? And I guess like it basically like her top blows open and her skirt blows up, and it's just like everything's happening. I can only say that can that she's probably kind of comfortable with this because she was a model, and I feel like models just like get used to yeah being nude in various situations. No, I think that's exactly right. That she was a good sport about the whole situation, um, probably for that exact reason. Um, and then once the everybody gets off of the boat and they um, get into both a bus and an Escalade, right? So Cynthia, Peter, Nini, and Greg get in an Escalade and everybody else gets into like a little bus, which I'm like, okay. But to me, this was one of my favorite parts of the episode because Greg is talking about the boat ride. He's like, listen, so what happened was my right eye had seen it. And then when I closed it, my left eye popped open. <laughs> so I wasn't trying to look, but, you know, it was that left eye. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this I feel like sometimes you get a couple like Nini and Greg where they both have such good dynamic personalities that it is almost impossible not to fall in love with them and I was like this is Greg on full display making light of a situation that could have gone really far left and in front of Cynthia's husband talking about how like yeah I saw everything I wasn't trying to what it was that left eye that popped open without my consent like yeah was, and like Peter and Cynthia are giggling and they think it's so funny and like yeah. he just has a way of making everything seem great yeah um, on the bus, Kenya chooses to start asking Walter about diamonds and what size diamonds he would buy if he was buying a diamond. And everyone's just like, oh, my God, like, get me off of this bus. Like, it's so awkward. Walter doesn't want to have this conversation. It's like, why are you doing this to us when we're all on a bus? It's so <laughs> weird. Oh, man. And uh the editors, to their credit, cut to Phaedra in the confessional, where she says, now, the good books say for a man to find a wife, not a woman to hunt down a man. <laughs> I mean, OK, yes, a little sexist, but from Phaedra, we love it. It was just I felt like it was a perfect representation of everybody being uncomfortable and then her speaking words to the fact that Kenya was acting foolish. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, on that note, should we take a little break? Yes, let's do it. 
And we're back. So before they even park, Kenya tries to claim a big bedroom in the house they're staying in. Yeah. Um, Even though she's not planning this and she just invited herself. It's like Cynthia's in charge of the bedrooms. Right. And so we find out that apparently Peter had selected the place where they're staying. Um, They talk about how all the rooms are absolutely beautiful. Like there's not a bad room in sight. And so they start with a really nice room who and remind me who took the first i think nini gets yeah nini and gray get like a super big beautiful room yeah with a tub and everything and then we turn to kenya who gets a junior suite and immediately starts complaining she's complaining about everything to the like staff who's in the room like maybe he's a bellboy or something and Mm -hmm. she's just like oh there's no bathtub oh look at the view mama then she and then he says Oh, it's a pleasure having you and leaves. Yeah. It's like king shit. Right. He just got out of there. Because he's like, yeah. yeah. He's like, I can't, I'm not changing your rooms. So. There's nothing that can be done. This yep. is a beautiful place. You're in a beautiful location. You should be grateful. You're not. I'm not going to go back and forth with you. Bye-bye. Imagine that this is part of like your campaign to get someone to propose to you. It's like, by the way, I'm going to be a nightmare every time we travel. Right. <laughs> Speaking of their interaction. So she, at one point she lays on the bed and starts screaming into a pillow. And then Walter calls out to her and <laughs> says, Kenya, did you take your medicine? Which I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's clearly kind of annoyed, but he's trying to joke. He's seems like he's just trying to keep it all from going off the rails. And then like at every little thing, she's just being as wild as possible. Yeah, I but I honestly feel like sometimes Kenya just can't help herself, right? Like mm-hmm. she is just kind of the worst and just doesn't know any other way to be. Um, Cut to Phaedra and Apollo in their room and they're talking about there's a hot tub um, but she says she won't get in the hot tub because she doesn't want STDs. Mm-hmm. She said, I don't mess around when it comes to my honeypot. I ain't got time for no bacterial vaginosis. <laughs> <laughs> I also wrote that down. <laughs> the way that Phaedra said, yeah, no, the doctor said I shouldn't go into a hot tub. And Apollo doesn't believe her. And so he calls the doctor who confirms what Phaedra said that yeah you really shouldn't get into the hot tub you know and I'm shocked that a medical provider would actually say this I mean no doctor has ever talked to me about hot tubs one way or the other right I mean I guess unless you have your own Clorox to kill all the STDs I you should stay away from hot tubs apparently I mean okay I I gotta trust Phaedra on this one (laughs) She's the honeypot expert. Um, Cynthia and Peter are now in their room, and he talks to her about how they need to have sex more, which I don't it's he like it's, he says it in ways like it's like, come on, you owe me. Like, oh, you're in trouble now. And I don't love the way he talks to her about it. Yeah. But I guess she seems to she's like giggling and stuff, so I guess she's okay with it. It's just sort of like yeah, I feel like it struck me in the moment. Like, I, I don't fully remember the first time I watched it, but I can suspect that I didn't have as much, like, concern or reservation with it because I was younger, maybe, yeah. you know? But watching it back this time, I was like, this feels a little cringy. Like, women don't owe you anything. Um, 
But it's also, I think, maybe a sign of the times. Like some of the stuff that people in general said on reality TV would not fly in 2024. But back then, it wasn't that big of a deal. And to your point, yeah, Cynthia's laughing and giggling, seems to like take it as that's how Peter is, of course. Yeah, okay, I'll do what I can kind of thing. But I don't know, it's it made me feel a little like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I didn't love it. And then we find out that this is the first vacation that Peter and Cynthia have had since they got married and that apparently, I guess, to save money, Cynthia turned their honeymoon into a family vacation. I can't remember how old Noel would have been at this point, but probably like young, right? Probably 10 or so. That's what I'm thinking. I guess I kind of get it a little bit. If you're a single mom, you want to be like, now we're all part of a family and I'm not just leaving you to go off with my husband, but like we're all in this together. Yeah. I kind of get that. But then at the same time, I feel like you should like maybe that could be your first trip is like we're just going to do a family trip. But then like at some point you should just do a little couples trip. Right. Yeah. But also like for your honeymoon. Like, yeah, I mean, it just granted. Right. Every relationship is whatever the people in the relationship want it to be and blah, 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 blah. Insert all the appropriate things. But I guess to me, I'm like, there are certain things that like even a kid should know, like, oh, yeah, sometimes we need adult time. Right. Right. You don't have to like go into detail, but like to say, yes, we just got married and we're really happy to start our lives as a new family. And we're just going to have like a couple of days even for like adult time. Yeah, totally. But yeah, i Agree. And it's kind of crazy they haven't done anything since then. Yeah. Okay. Now everybody's going down to the pool to hang out. And Nini kind of snuggles up to Greg and she says, she whispers, like, honey, do you love me? Greg says, yes. She says, what's holding you back? He says, what's wrong with my back? <laughs> <laughs> And this goes on for a while. <laughs> right. I they but I mean, I just wrote cute on couch because I'm like, okay, this like back and forth, like he's kind of elderly, like <laughs> like it's his hearing aid not working. It was just very cute to me. Yes. But yeah, there's like this rope this playful banter where we're trying to, I guess, figure out why they're not back together already. But it sort of seems like they are yeah totally um i think nini's just like it's not official because she sort of still wants to make him squirm but like clearly she wants to be with greg yeah i mean when you love somebody you love somebody right yeah so we're all kind of adults hanging out at the pool together in couples and then kenya runs up and pushes apollo into the pool yeah and Phaedra says she doesn't like stuff like that. Yeah, she said that's very poor taste. Yes. Then Apollo retaliates by picking Kenya up and like he throws her over his shoulder. His hands are kind of on her ass and he throws her into the pool. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, what is this? It's so weird and awkward. It's like Apollo, I think, just like shows poor judgment and he's like not thinking things through. Yeah. I think Kenya knows that she's pushing boundaries and she's doing it anyway. I think so. I also get the sense that and it's so funny because I hate when I inadvertently reinforce like sort of vicious stereotypes. 
about like single women versus married women, but it's sort of this odd thing that Kenya is really the only like unmarried woman, technically. I mean, Nini's technically, yeah, yeah. Course, but you know, she's the only unmarried woman on the trip and she is taking it upon herself to overtly flirt with everybody, including Apollo, who is obviously married. And so it's sort of like she doesn't recognize the boundary and it's... <sighs> It feels weird to even suggest that that's the case. Like she must know that that's inappropriate, right? So either she genuinely doesn't realize it's inappropriate, which, okay, you're kind of dumb, or she does know it's inappropriate and doesn't care, which you're kind of a slut. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then in confessional, she has a big smile on her face. She goes, I don't think I was flirting with Apollo. I hope I wasn't. But there's no shame in my game. It's like, what are you doing right now? It's so weird. And I just want to reiterate that Phaedra has been so nice to her and like welcoming and actually like a friend to her on the cast. Right. It's I mean, it's wild. I will say that this entire segment was confessional heavy in terms of the insight that we need to get, because I think in the moment, everybody was so like dumbstruck and it's happening. Yeah. Meanwhile, Walter's just like sitting there watching it all happen, looking uncomfortable. But also as if he doesn't really give a shit. Yeah. But again, it's like, are you truly campaigning to get proposed to? Oh, my gosh. Right. This is apparently how she goes about it. That's why she has had such a great track record. Oh, my God. Um, So we hear Candy confirm that, listen, Phaedra is a Southern Belle, but if you mess with her man, she might tase you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that kind of ends the night as far as we know. And then the next morning at breakfast, Phaedra wears like this like sort of net dress over like a skimpy bikini and her ass looks so incredible oh my goodness and she likes showing off her donkey booty and everyone's like oh my god Phaedra you look amazing so she has kind of like a little revenge outfit on oh yeah and I'm like the way that she had apparently the foresight to pack this without any knowledge (laughs) about what could have gone on is next level but I have referred to this as quote the outfit for such a long time because I also I think what I love the most about this is that we see Phaedra with just a real body like that's what bodies look like it's not this like completely unrealistically plump perfected but it's sure her body looks amazing like let's make sure that's very clear but it's not an unrealistic body and you can tell how confident she is and what she has on and how everybody's reaction to it is exactly what mine was as a viewer which is like girl you look amazing and also oh my god why are you wearing that to brunch except to like throw down the gauntlet and say listen kenya this is my man this is what he likes And you have no role over here. Yes. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I'll say, like, yeah, Fader doesn't have, like, your typical, like, certainly not, like, a model body. She's also, it's, like, on the little side. But, like, I love her figure. I would love to just be, like, little and, like, curvy with a big butt. I think it's so cute. (laughs) And it's, like, I feel like, and it's so, I'm, like, we're still good feminists, even though we're, like, talking about this body. But it's like because it's so tight. But I just mm-hmm. I think that what I love the most is that it is like a natural body. And I'm like, for I sure, think that we I mean, granted, 
I'm also looking at it to a certain extent with 2024 eyes, but I don't think that we see enough of like the celebration of just a person's body. Like she's put in work to look the way that she looks, which is fantastic, but it's not like work. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. She hasn't had work done. She's been doing work. Yeah. To get that body. And I loved it. I love yes. everything. She's truly a gorgeous person. Um, okay, so they all have to get back on a boat. Nini says she's sick of all the damn boats. She's like, where's the damn cars around here? <laughs> I was like, Anguilla's an island, right? Like, I mean, whatever. Um, so Kenya gets Walter alone on the beach, and she suggests that they elope this trip. So thirsty. And Walter shows zero enthusiasm for this idea whatsoever. And he doesn't say, no, because I want us to have a real ceremony or anything like that. He's like, oh, what? Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> and so to actually to his credit, he ends up asking like all the right questions. Like, are you really ready for marriage? Are you sure this isn't just like the pressure of being around a bunch of married couples that's leading you to this? Like... Do you feel pressure to get married? Is that why you're bringing it up? But then he does this odd thing where he's like, listen, we have three days. Anything could happen. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I like I I mean, I feel like did you hear the record scratch just now? Because what did you just say? Are you with it? Or are you not with it, Walter? I'm confusion. Yeah, Um. Also, because Kenyon really needs a firm no if you're going to get through to her. And this is not a firm no. And she's just going to take that as like, wow, we're definitely going to elope on this trip. Yeah. And I'm like, do you think that Walter knew this about the situation? And that's why he said it? Or do you think that he was simply like trying to wiggle out of like a really awkward conversation and didn't think that she would take it this far? Yeah, I think he's maybe... You know, he's not super assertive, so maybe he just sees this as like, oh, God, it's going to be a big confrontation if I tell her, like, nothing is happening on this trip. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to be dealing with, like, pouty mad Kenya. So I'm just going to try to, like, toe that line. I don't know. It's a bad move. It's yeah. a very bad move. Right. So as we see Kenya struggling to force a man to make her. <laughs> Cut to Todd and Candy, who are drinking with each other and enjoying each other's company. And I think that seeing their love from the very beginning is so pure. I mean, I think it's also right. We know what happens in the end. But they just seem so comfortable and so happy. And I feel like the editors were being extra shady by comparing these two couples. Yeah, so, yeah, you have two people who are completely on the same page, just truly falling in love and like easily committing to each other and just wanting to be together. And also they're so like sex positive and they're so flirty and it's really cute. And then, yeah. We have Kenya and Walter. I mean, they don't have the energy. Kenny and Walter don't even seem like people who are like intimate sexually like they I really don't get that vibe from them at all yeah me neither I mean I think that Walter seems somewhat attracted to Kenya and I think that Kenya like Kenya doesn't seem to me anyways like attracted sexually to Walter I think that she's attracted to what 
being with Walter could mean for her, mm-hmm. right? In terms of like this constant seeking, like this, I don't know, lifestyle of being the wife of like a very successful black man in Atlanta who's like well known and who has a reputation. So that will afford her certain things. But also Kenya is just, what it, she's an odd bird. <laughs> yes, she is. Yeah, I just I can't imagine if they got married that that would actually satisfy her at all. Because I think she, maybe she thinks that like once that happens, then all my problems are solved. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as soon as she's married, it's going to be like, he doesn't pay enough attention to me. I'm a, like, I'm not... I'm being treated differently now that I'm his wife or whatever. It's just like, I I just like, there's just going to be a million more issues actually. Yeah. And it's, it's funny that you bring that up because it's something that I don't know we highlight or I guess maybe the media doesn't highlight enough, but that marriage isn't the end. It's like the beginning. So it's sort of like getting married doesn't fix problems. You need to like resolve and fix issues before you can get married but it seems like we're seeing again Kenya trying to sort of rush to the end of the story and to just oh like just put a ring on it so that we can like live happily ever after we'll figure out the rest of it but that's that's just like not how life works yeah it's not yeah okay so now everyone's getting back together to party that evening and Phaedra has organized entertainment with the minister of tourism yes a quote cultural extravaganza to be (laughs) explicit i'm like what i just love it's like i'm i'm about to travel so i better contact the minister of tourism (laughs) (laughs) oh yes uh we've done lots of amazing things for the community and i'm like yeah phaedra knows somebody everywhere which I'm not mad at it, but I was very confused and I wanted to look up, look it up, but I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, we're busy ladies. (laughs) Yeah. Don't expect us to do research for this pod. Oh my gosh, please. We're just podcastresses. I already looked stuff up on INDB, so. Yeah. yeah. That is the research segment for this evening. Um, Join us next time. No. (laughs) Um, But speaking of, let's take a little break. Oh, yeah, let's do it. And we're back. So we have begun the, quote, cultural extravaganza with Minister of Tourism, and uh, they have organized this lovely dance routine with these like it looks like girls from the island who have performed um who have practiced and are performing this like really cute routine it starts off to me anyways very like sweet and then it immediately turns into i was like okay like how old are these ladies yeah Um, these young ladies Yeah, I think it's like a cultural dance, but it's also, you know, by our American standards, it's like a sensual dance. Yeah, because Anguilla is like in the Caribbean, right? I think so. Yeah. And so, you know, the the dancing in that area is like very, you know, it leans into like gyrating hips and like body movements and just like feeling the music. And yeah. I mean, it's it's a beautiful routine. I think that it just sort of started out a little like demure. <laughs> right. Right. Almost. I don't know. Either way. But it was it was beautiful. It was really well done. Um, Throughout the entire thing, we find Kenya flirting in front of Walter. Oh, this is yeah. the entire event. Weird. 
Yeah. So is this where she talks to the owner of the house? So she was talking, I thought, first to the minister of tourism. Okay. Before, and then she later talks to the general manager um, at the hotel. Um, but she also was talking to. The, I don't remember. I think the Filipino guy is the house manager or the house owner or something. Oh, okay. So then, yes. But she, she, she also talks to the minister of tourism. Yeah. She's talking to them both in just a flirty way. She asks the um, guy, they later refer to him as the Filipino, so that's why I'm, like, talking about him that way. But, like, he, she's like, oh, wow, you're so handsome. Have you ever donated to a sperm bank? Yeah. She, and then she starts mentioning how, like, you know, black people and Filipinos have the most beautiful babies. And I'm like, ew. But we, she says this after she finds out that he's married. Yeah. It's just, like... It's just odd. Why is she doing this? She's finding strangers to flirt with. Um, and then while everyone's kind of dancing together, she gets really involved in Cynthia and Peter dancing. Yeah. So they create um, what can only be described as like a Peter sandwich. Yeah. With Well, first, it's just Peter and Cynthia dancing butt to butt. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh. And then Kenya runs up, stands in front of Peter. So she like presses her butt into his crotch mm-hmm. and like bends over and shakes. Yeah, she's definitely like twerking on him. But to Peter's credit, while she was doing that, he was looking at Cynthia. Like, so I don't think that he even realized really what she was doing. Mm, yeah, it's, he's not really participating in this in such a way unless I guess he could have like shoved her away and been like, no, but like it's ostensibly it's a chill situation but it's just a very weird move again Walter's sitting right there yeah and so Phaedra comments like don't put your funky booty on his genitalia and I was like girl but it was all I mean it was wild to see because his wife was behind him also bent over not shaking and twerking the way that Kenya was not even close but you know bless Cynthia yeah she's not that much of a twerker yeah not really her thing (laughs) um but it was it was really really weird to your point yeah it was and yeah Walter's just truly sitting right there watching so maybe I think Meanie tries to make it normal by being like here, Kenya, do something with Walter. And she tries to show Kenya how to give a lap dance. It's like, give Walter a lap dance. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is how you, this is how you're going to get those extra dollars. Like making it really cute, but also like directing Kenya's attention where it should be, which is on her man and not anybody else's. Yeah. I wish it had ended here. But unfortunately, um, Kenya then like puts a pillow over Walter's lap. Then Nini takes the pillow away and says, I want to see. Oh, God. No, I don't want to see. What are we doing? I missed that entire part. I'm so so sorry to have to be the one to inform you. It gets so weird. I was like, you all have had too much to drink. Like, everyone needs to go to bed at this point. Right. It was it was so weird. At some point throughout this evening, right, I Kenya does confess that she wants to get a rise out of Walter. And yeah. that's part of why she like engages in this behavior. And I can 
kind of understand that to a certain extent. Like you want the person you're with to like want to be a little bit more protective over you or to be like, why? But it's also like kind of childish to try and make a man jealous by flirting with other men. She's also just really barking up the wrong tree. I mean, Walter is not the kind of guy who when he gets upset, he's going to have a big reaction and get emotional and jealous and possessive. He's not dramatic. He's going to withdraw into himself and be like, ooh, like, and avoid the conflict. Mm -hmm. That's his personality. Just like, you need to find someone, like, you're looking for a totally different kind of man if you think that you're going to get, like, attention from him by doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's unacceptable in my opinion, but... Yeah. Over. So later they're all kind of, like, chilling out um, and Peter brings up Apollo throwing Kenya in the pool and says he could get, never get away with that with Cynthia. Mm. Peter's so messy. <laughs> Phaedra looks mad. And then Kenya comes up and puts her arm around Apollo and Phaedra and says, if you had to give Apollo a birthday present and it involved two of your friends, name two. And it's like, what are you doing? doing like read the room like Phaedra is the last person you should be doing this with and she's got her arm around Apollo while she's saying it it's just like what yeah and I mean to her credit and because I feel like sometimes we get the Phaedra that is like trying to be like sweet and nice and all this other stuff to Phaedra's credit she reacts immediately was like no this isn't cute I don't think that's funny or I don't think that that's cute that's really terrible does i ain't into that stop going with that bullshit before i get pissed go on now honey i can't even do it right because her voice gets so southern in this moment yeah it's like oh you tapped in to the very essence of the south there oh yeah and so kenya is trying to like downplay her behavior by saying oh it's all in fun it's all in fun and then phaedra immediately says yeah i don't think that's that's not fun for me i don't think that's funny no you need to go on like, yeah, get out of here. And then we get sort of a to be continued in the right. next episode. But the final word from Phaedra is you can dance, you can model your shoes, you can show me your cervix, but keep your paws off of Apollo. Yes, Phaedra. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she is not playing. Oh my God. Uh, okay, so I can't wait to see where this goes. Obviously, the trip is off to an incredible start. Um, but Kenya, I'm sorry, but Keens. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Less libations for Jules moving forward. <laughs> I am drinking a virgin Bellini right now. <laughs> Okay, Keens, who is your peach and who is your pit? Well, my peach, this is probably going to surprise you, but it's Phaedra. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Because Phaedra came correct. I feel like Phaedra didn't hide her feelings in any circumstance when she could have, right, to make things more smoothed over she could have done a lot of different things but instead she decided to lean into how she really felt and I think that that's something that women should do more often all the time really and she was also wildly entertaining with everything that she said so she's definitely my peach my pit oh easy Kenya yeah Kenya's such a pit in this episode in every scene 
Right. It's so cringe. And I'm like, it was bad in 2012. It's terrible now. Like, what is wrong with you, Kenya? Yeah, like I, you know, being rude to the other ladies, obviously very problematic, but like complaining to staff about how you're just like not getting special enough things that's like kind of unforgivable in my eyes. It's just like I can't get past that as like just a horrible personality trait of just like treating people who are working badly. No. Yeah, absolutely not. Well, but who's your peach for this episode? My peach is also Phaedra. <laughs> She's so good. I love the whole discussion about STDs in the hot tub. <laughs> I don't know if any of it was true and yet I found it educational. Part of me certainly does want to put some Clorox in the hot tub. I mean, I think we should all be watching out for our honeypots. I you know, whatever that means to you, you got to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm so excited to see where this is going. And I can't wait till we can discuss next week. Yes. So join us next week when we recap episode seven of Real Housewives of Atlanta season five. Bye. Double Vision is created by Jules and Keens. Starring Jules and Keens. Produced and edited by Juliana Trungali Golden. Oh,